Hey friends, we all know that mindset is 80% of running our business, or that's what the stats say, but what does that really mean? Today on the podcast, I am going to be sharing an answer, I guess, or a thought process on how to reframe when you're feeling maybe that your competition and everybody are moving in on you and you're feeling a little bit dejected. I'm answering a question from a listener today that is going to revolve around mindset and how we reframe our thoughts. So without further ado, let's get into that. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Okay, so we had an email come in and I've had this question many times but I'll read specifically this one email and I will not share her shop name but I will share the email so it says hey Wendy I'm having a really hard week and I wanted to share with you why I just found out that there's another home decor shop opening just two minute walk away from me The location that they are moving to is phenomenal and a place that I only could dream of and didn't even know was available. I'm in a much less cool place. I've worked really hard over the pandemic to keep my clientele happy and my business going. I'm feeling really defeated. Any words of advice? Emily. So first of all, my heart is out to you, Emily, because I know you worked really hard. Uh, Emily's a, a listener and a follower and We've become friends on Instagram and did some work together. She joined a couple of my programs. And it is hard when we worked so hard (laughs) to feel this way. So today on the podcast, I'm going to share my answer to Emily. And actually, we had actually jumped on a call and had a coaching session. And I hope that this is helpful to you as well. If you've ever felt maybe not necessarily a competitor moving in, but I do want you to reframe how you think about your business at some points in time. It all happens to all of us. Inevitably, our mindset gets a little bit messed up sometimes. So one of the things that I shared with Emily and that I would like everybody to think about is that competition isn't a bad thing. So we think of competition as a scary, fearful thing But when we reframe it and when we think about the actuality of it is it can force us to stay a little bit more fresh. It can help bring more awareness maybe to our area. It can actually funnel more people to you because it might you're you know people might be looking for in her in Emily's case home decor and maybe that other shop is really good at marketing and people go there and then they end up funneling over to her shop. So it's not a bad thing. And there's all kinds of other reasons that competition isn't a bad thing. But I know that that's hard to hear sometimes. (laughs) But I want you to remember there's only one you. 
again, sometimes people are like, yeah, I know, but what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? The reality still is there's a shop moving down the street and I feel like crap and we've all been there, right? Or they're bigger and better. And to be honest, newer shops sometimes move in shinier and brighter, like, you know, like the new kid on the block and everybody wants to check them out and that's where our brain goes. So let's talk about competition just for a moment and the new competition and the new shop and the new place that's opening up next to you or Emily, you know, if it's a reality, that's, you know, that's fine. But I want you to think about and reframe your mind in this way. There are dozens of coffee shops in your town, maybe. What about all the auto mechanics or the hair salons? Most of our towns have tons of different types of the same type of product. So we have a tendency to think that no one else sells what we sell. And that might be true. You might be the only bookshop in town. You might be the only home decor. You might be the only you know, store that sells furniture paint or offers paint workshops or pottery workshops. And then somebody moves in and you get threatened. And that's normal, right? But I want you to think about those coffee shops. And I know I've shared this thought pattern on the podcast before, so I want to come back to that. Why do you choose the certain coffee shop that you do or the restaurant that you do in your community? And maybe you go to two or three of them, but there's a favorite. I know instantly that you thought of a favorite coffee shop or restaurant or retail store or whatever. There's a place that you go to consistently because you know you know, that's your favorite, <laughs> you know, like maybe there's a, a local store, you always go and buy your gifts at because it's your favorite. So what makes that your favorite coffee shop or your favorite place? There's something unique about that. There's only one of those, even though there's a dozen. So I want you to think about that. And also a side note here is to make sure that we are branding ourselves and then we're not just branding our product lines because what if that other shop starts carrying that same product line? This recently happened to one of my clients in a very small town selling a, you know, she was actually in a home decor as well. And two doors down, this new, brighter, prettier, fancier shop opened up selling the exact same products. So I want you to remember to keep branding yourself, not your product lines, but that's a whole other has another podcast that I guess we could talk about. So what I want to suggest at this stage and what I suggested to Emily, and actually we worked through together and we'll do it right now here. I'll work through it with you is running what we call a SWOT test. And you may have heard this before. It's a strength, weakness, opportunity, and threat test. We do it a little bit different. And I know we actually talked about this. I'm trying to think now. <laughs> I think a few a few uh, months ago on the podcast. But I want, I want you to think about it a little bit differently. I want you to think about your strengths. And under your strengths, I want you to really think about what your unique selling point. So we're going to break this down. If I didn't make that clear. We're going to break this down. We're going to look at what are your strengths? What are your unique selling points? What do you do better at your shop than anybody else? Why are you guys unique? Why is your shop unique? Why like why why do people come to us? Why what do we do differently, right? What do we do different than the competitor? Now, if they're just opening and you don't know, then that's different. But what do you do different? What do you do uniquely different that people love about your shop? 
maybe it's, you know, you've already, and one of your strengths, I want you to remember, some of your strengths could be building a strong community. Maybe you've built this great community. We know in Emily's case, I know in Emily's case as well too, that during the pandemic, just like many of you may have done, she really leaned into her community. She really, you know, served them well during the pandemic. She really showed up for them. So she has a strong community. So that's a big strength. You know, your location might be a strength, might not be something that, you know, anybody else can compete with. Your parking might be a strength in your, in your, you know, in your box of strengths, right? It's probably, or it could be that you understand your ideal customer. When I say that, I'm thinking of some of my clients that are in my like mastermind group in my inner circle. And I'm thinking, wow, like some of them just know their people so well, like they know them so well, they can look at a product and they say, yep, nope not going to buy that. Yep. And they're going to buy that. (laughs) They're going to love this. Like everything they do comes from the point of view of what will their customers love. So they nailed that. That's not something somebody new can come into the the world and, and, and know, you know, another strength could be, does everybody know your name? Like it could be that everybody knows your name. I love that. Like everybody already knows, you know, Jeff at the, you know, at the vintage nest, they, like, they just, everybody knows Jeff, Jeff at the vintage nest. So like, it's like, it rolls off people's tongues. People will talk about him and his brand. It'll, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, all kinds of other retailers that I know that people just know, they just know you, they know your reputation. They know, like, and trust you. You've built up that nurture, that nurture marketing has been really strong and you're really good at it. So that is a strength. And we sometimes have a tendency to not think about that as a strength. And while we're going through these, um, thought the SWOT test, I want you to remember this is about your brand, not about your personal skills, right? This is about your, 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 position in your brand, you know, how the, how the CEO office is running, you know, how the, this is like a head office overview. I want you to put your CEO hat on and not go through it in a personal and take things personally. Your strength might be that you are a great leader to your team. And so your team is really great. That might be another thing, you know, and as far as you have, you are a well-oiled machine in your, in your, in your shop. Things are tickety-boo and (laughs) they're just really good and clean and your shop standards are up to par. These are all strengths that I really want you to like brainstorm and spend so much time on. It's really important. The next thing is your weaknesses. This is one that I feel like a lot of us either have a really hard time with this (laughs) or we're like writing everything down. So when you're thinking of your weakness, I want you to think about it in identifying like the things that might hinder your business's success. So what are the areas that you struggle in that your business struggles in? Where are your gaps and skills, maybe your resources or assets? What are things that, you know, your competitors do better and you know that you need to level up a little bit on? These are generally things from what I think, they're usually things that we know instinctively we should be doing a little bit better and we just haven't, (laughs) or we just haven't had the drive or we haven't had the 
uh, intention or I don't know, the energy, the money, maybe, I don't know. So in Emily's case, and I'll just pull from her example, Emily knew she needed, she wanted to move online so that she could be competitive with this other store. She wanted to have an online option. So she didn't have that. She also, this is an interesting thing that we discovered when we were pulling through, she had stopped being community minded, like being out in the community. Now, a lot of that had to do with the pandemic and honestly, in her words, not mine, getting a little lazy about going to different, you know, charities and networking. And I don't like saying networking events, but just being out in her community. Maybe your inventory selection hasn't been freshened up or you know that, you know, maybe we need to to push the gas on that a little bit. Branding. Branding is something that, again, and I, I mentioned this at the top, you know, maybe maybe we need to shore up your branding a little bit. And when I say that, I don't mean so much about like, well, our logo's cute and, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's cute. But what we want to remind you, and I know I say this all the time, branding is about what people say you are, are, are about. <laughs> like, it's not about what you say you are. It's about what pu- people say you are. So what, you know, think of a, a single sentence that describes your brand in like layman's terms or everyday terms. And like, that's what you want people, like that's what we want your brand to be, That things that you want people talking about. We want the hairdressers saying, oh, you have to go to Emily's shop. She's the go-to for whatever, really simple terms. You know, what do people say about your brand? And so I do see a lot of weakness with many clients in building their brand. And that's again, not building it by the products that you sell, and, and definitely not building by the products that you sell. So making sure that your brand is really well known as a brand, right? We want to make sure that you are known as a brand. So maybe it's your business foundations um, that are another weakness. And this is something that I, you know, I see this is something that I support people with every day. Understanding, you know, the front of house is doing great. We, you know, we're really good in the front of house. We, we sell beautiful things and we display them well. And, you know, we love our people, but our back door, our back of house, our CEO, back the back side of our business is not very strong. And we need to make sure, again, your financial leadership is going to set you apart from your competition this year. I've said that a million times. I'm going to say that all year, especially, you know, making sure that you have those, you know, competence and confidence in the back end of your business. Maybe you don't have a marketing plan in place. Maybe you just, your weakness is that, you know, you're just, your location is actually, um, not great. So, you know, that's okay. You can't change that, but that's something that, you know, we have to acknowledge, right? It's usually, as I said, something that we know that we need to do, or we've been kind of winging it, (laughs) something that we've just been winging at our marketing or our strategy, and we haven't really been putting energy and time. This is the time to push the gas on that. So the next one's your opportunities. So when we think of opportunities, Again, sometimes this is hard to answer. So it's identifying like external factors that can help our business grow. So what are things that we could invest in? What are things that we we can do? Where are things that we can push the gas? You know, how can we lean into our community? What are the connections that we have? Maybe what are revenue streams we can add add in? How could we pull our community a little bit tighter? So what I mean by that is like what are what are the opportunities that we already have? And sometimes I actually look at my strengths or we'll look at your strengths and we'll say, hey, there's opportunity for improvement here. And we just have to like 
step into our role of that, right? So what are the opportunities? What are the changes that your customers would like to see? That's an opportunity. What's an opportunity in like, again, pulling through revenue streams, thinking about different opportunities and revenue streams. Sometimes as retailers, we get stuck in the opportunities that are available around revenue streams. There are lots of opportunities other than just selling these things in our shops. We did a podcast on revenue streams and we'll, we'll be sure to link through that. But, you know, and, and again, something we discuss inside my um, retailers inner circle, what are opportunities for revenue streams? Like thinking about thinking outside the box, there's lots of different things. And again, what are the changes that our customers or what would they like to see? What are the opportunities maybe in the, the emerging technologies and all the innovation things that are happening right now? Scary? Yes, I know. <laughs> I know I feel you. But there are opportunities. This is a chance as we get forced to have this conversation because of this imposing competitor coming in. You know, this is a chance for us to step further into our roles as CEO, further into building a better, stronger, more beautiful business. That's what one of these, that's uh, opportunities are everywhere. So I want you to think about that. And then the last one is our threats and identifying you know, the external factors that could harm our business. So what does this emerging competitor, you know, what does it, what is it going to do to the market? And what does that look like? And, you know, are there economic issues and there might be in your area? What are the other risks and the challenges that we face? And this is where we brainstorm again. This is your list. It's not going to your teacher. So just brainstorm what you, you know, what you feel is a threat and and spell it out. After you make that list, I want you to ask yourself, is it true? Next to some of these things, I want you to ask yourself, is it true? Is it true that a new competitor, well, new competitors coming in and I'm going to lose my business? No, that's why we're doing this exercise, right? So let's like just specifically why you think they're a threat or what the threats are, not just them, but in other threats as well too. Could be a threat. You know, one of the threats that one of my clients, we just did this exercise and one of her threats was that she has an aging population of uh, employees and she knows that a couple of them are planning on leaving her soon (laughs) they're planning on leaving soon and to her it's like really causing a lot of anxiety and maybe you're going through that as well too um with your you know with your staff so you know that that could be a threat to you that you know our staff is we're we're short-staffed or we're going to be short-staffed and something along that line so think about the different threats now when we do this SWOT exercise it really helps us sort of brainstorm you know what what we're dealing with I guess The thing that I do a little bit differently with all of my clients and when we're working through this and with competition especially, I flip that around now. I want to ask myself, I invert this and I want to ask myself and do a SWOT analysis on my competition. Do it on the competition. What is their strength? What is their weakness? What are their opportunities? What are their threats? And really like taking yourself out of your shop and imagine, imagining that you're sitting at, you know, their head office, you know, somebody's kitchen table and you're doing this with them or for them. It's very interesting when you do this. I promise you that this is, this is a mind 
a mind, mind, I was going to say mind altering, but I think that kind of means like drugs, doesn't it? I don't know. <laughs> it's a mind flip for you on that case. So I think that that like that really does help. It helps me see and it, it helped like I know Emily and I did that together and it helped us see what you know, what was, what was the reality maybe and, and what we perceived things to be. So that was an exercise as well. And now I want you to take that the next step for that when we're, again, we're trying to like set our mindset straight. So we want to really focus on our strengths, right? What are our strengths? How can we make them better? How can we push the gas on those few things? There's things that you do so well, or you maybe do instinctively, and you know, hopefully we pulled those out in your strengths. These are the things that the other person is going to look at you as a competitor, like as a threat <laughs> and as a weakness. So what are the, you know, what are the things that we can like, again, push the gas on and really level up. It might be your community. It might be pulling, like, again, pulling people in your community. It might be paying a little bit more attention to leveling up, you know, your product lines and, and, and cleaning up the shop. And it, again, this is actually a good thing. This competition, this competitor coming in is actually making us level up a little bit and spruce up and really pay attention. I know we've been doing that a lot through the, you know, all the last couple of years, but here we are again. <laughs> Guess what? This is what happens in business. Self-employed life, it's just a never-ending paying attention. There is no time as a self-employed human person in your like in your business where it's just going to flow easy all the time. I know you know that, but I guess I feel like I need to say that. There's always going to be something else. It's just it's just the nature of self-employed life. I have been self-employed and we have well, John and I have been self-employed for I figured it out the other day 27 years, a little over 27 years that we have been self-employed um, in a, we've owned a couple of different businesses through those years. And there's, you know, there's times of ease and there's times of, and I say ease, you know, there's times where things are really good, but then there's always something, what do they say? New level, new devil. There's always something that we're working on. So right now after, and, and we, I do this SWOT test, like a lot, a lot, like we do this a lot. We do this in all our businesses a lot. And it really does help. It's an easy exercise. So now that I like, when you look at your strength and you want to just push the gas on that, there's things there that you can level up. There's things there that you do well, that you just need to like push the gas. And then there's things again in those opportunities department, maybe that in the opportunities that you know, you maybe have been just riding the rails. <laughs> you know, you just haven't really enabled that. You haven't expanded or explored that thing. And now that we're back to this more normal, I don't know, whatever we are in the retail world, there's lots of room for opportunities right now. There's a lot of opportunities coming in everybody's everybody's way right now. So maybe now is when we lean into that. Maybe now is when you get out in your community. Maybe we look back at our weaknesses and we ask ourselves, well, what are the things that we can pull out of that weakness and make super strong? Like we just go for it now. So maybe in, in Emily's case, you know, she has decided to really get involved with her community. She's ahead of the other person right now because she's already in like known in the community she just 
hadn't been in the community. So she's doing a lot of things. She's just doing a lot of opportunities, taking the opportunity right now to jump into her community and become known. Maybe it's increasing your inventory selection. Maybe it's leveling up that branding as we spoke about early. Maybe it's getting super clear, you know, figuring out that one sentence and making sure that people know it and we say it everywhere and we're not just being cute and clever. We're being super clear. We're changing our signage out front. We're doing all those things that we talk about, you know, in being clear, not clever when it comes to marketing. She, uh, in Emily's case, she has decided to like really lean into an honest to goodness marketing strategy. She uses my five part framework and the marketing strategy and the foot traffic made simple. The one that I have inside my retailers inner circle group and the one that I teach quarterly, we do the masterclasses and you know, she's really leaned into that and seeing a huge difference when it comes to that. So what are the things that you can push the gas on now that would like you have control of, you can take control and do that. And one of the other things is, and I share this regularly about borrowing and being inspired by your competitors. What are the things that the competitors are doing? And again, we have a podcast on what to do when, again, what to do when when you're feeling this uh, real threat from your competitors or how to borrow from your competitors or when you see other people doing things really well. So maybe it's not your competitors, maybe it's other retailers or something. What are the 20% of the things that they're, that they're doing that you can instantly sort of action on? And again, this is more inspired by, so maybe it is starting the online business or maybe it is, and again, all, you know, you do business your way, we all do it our way, but really what are the things that you want to do that would make a difference? So we don't want to try to compete um, but to their strengths, but we do want to shine and, and elevate our strengths. I hope that makes sense. So strong marketing is really going to be the key. And that includes your branding. Of course, you want to become the go-to. And one of the silliest little things I can suggest when it comes to your mindset around all of this is put your blinders on, put your blinders on, stop being obsessed with looking at how pretty their website is, because I know you're doing that. You know, put your blinders on. You don't know what's going on behind their doors. You don't know that your customers are going to all run away and not come to you anymore. You have control of some things. So put the blinders on and stop following and being obsessed with that and focus on your business and what you do have control on or in. And that is the big secret. I think it's like stop wasting energy being worried all the time and start focusing on what you have control on. Because again, I'm going to say it, mindset is 80% of the game and we need to be in the game, right? We need to stay on top of things. So I hope that that has been helpful. I hope somebody out there that was feeling a little bit maybe down about, you know, the competitors or competition and somebody moving in and I even had a call the other day from somebody who who was worried about somebody coming in and there was like no actual person coming in. They were just like, well, what happens when somebody does? Well, we'll worry about that then. But what are the things you can do now to shore up your brand 
your business. You're running a beautiful business. You know you are. You would not be listening to the podcast here today if you weren't invested in running the best business that you can. So you do care about your business. I know you do. So what are the things, like do the SWOT test now, even if there is no competition or even if, if you're feeling things are good right now, do this SWOT test and like make it better. Make it better and easier because you, my friend, your business matters. I mean, I you know that I share this again all the time. Your business matters to your community. It matters to the social and economic parts of your of your town. It's really you, you are important. It matters to your family. It matters to the hockey coaches you pay with the money that you have. Like it really does matter. So we want you to stay strong, but I also want you to keep that joy. Again, our businesses need to be profitable. They need to be and they need to be fun, right? We need to make sure that they're fun. So thank you, my friend, for being here. Thank you for listening. It really does make my heart happy to see the listener, the listeners grow every week on this podcast, like seriously makes my heart happy. It's literally an absolute delight. And that's a silly word that I don't use a lot, but it literally like lights me up and is such a delight when I hear from you. And if I can support you on getting any kind of clarity around building a better, a stronger a more joy-filled retail business because again that's what we want if you want to boost your confidence and your skills like reach out to me my friend let's work together there's lots of ways that we can work together the easiest way is always inside my private coaching group which is the retailers inner circle you guys know that i also have private one-on-one coaching and i love doing that as well too and I hope to see you, you know, inside one of my programs soon, or you can just reach out to me, my friend on Instagram as well. So have a great rest of your day. And we are going to see you next week here on the Creative Shop Talk podcast. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week. And I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.